Today I'm going to be sharing with you what to do when you are feeling unsupported and what God is calling you to do. My name is Enoch Leffingwell and at the Army of Youth we are passionate about helping young people identify their unique talents and to dedicate them to the Lord's service. Are you feeling like you um, are called to do something greater or do something different or to make a shift or a change in your life but it seems like you don't really have the support that you would like or maybe you realize or maybe you're feeling alone maybe you could be surrounded by people but still feeling like you don't have the the social help the family support the the assistance to do the thing that God is convicting and calling you to do and you feel that you are compelled to do something or apply something to your life but you're wondering how am I ever going to get this done because I don't have the support that I wish that I had. If this is so, then I encourage you to continue watching because I'm going to be sharing with you some practical tips you can immediately apply to your life to find the support in the direction that God is calling you individually to do. So some things, I'm going to use an example of uh, something that I recently experienced was um, I was trying to put together, I was realizing that time is a talent and in order to be a good steward of our time, as in Matthew 25, God wants us to improve this. So having a schedule is something that makes so big of a difference. It, I grew up in a, in a family that uh, did not have schedules, kind of chaotic. We didn't really eat together at regular times as a meal. It's kind of fin for yourself. So we, um, like if, if I was going to eat, I had to make my own food. And everybody ate on a different schedule. And we didn't really wake up at the same time, go to sleep at the same time. And it wasn't anything ideal. But... I recognize now that there is order in heaven and God wants a blessed order. And when you are running a ministry and then there's, uh, there's students who are coming and they're being trained and, and when you're working with in, in God's work, there's so much need for regularity and routine. And they allow us to be able to get more done. So structure is so essential for mental health, for physical health, for being able to operate at the highest level that we can to the glory of God. And so I, I had this desire to to get better we have structure in it and by god's grace he has blessed us um but what i wanted to do was implement a um an electronic calendar that reflects the structure that we have the schedule that we have and that is kind of a new shift it's something different i knew in my life my personal life and my personal responsibilities if i could put my habits my routines the things that i want to do on a calendar then it automatically remembers the frequency of how often I want to do certain things and and block out time for for these things that matter most as first uh, Corinthians 1440 says let all things be done decently and in order but I realized that that was kind of a daunting task and I was thinking like how could I do this I, I know I'm compelled to do this but I, I felt like if I'm the only one it's gonna be so hard so what I did was um, and now looking back, hindsight is twenty twenty. I realize that this is a foundational step. If this was overlooked, getting the support, getting the, the buy-in from people who can hold me accountable, who could help me, who I could help along the process, there's no way we would be able to have our calendar situated so that uh, people are clear on who's doing what and by when and, and how we can communicate better together as a ministry, as a team, as a family, virtually, worldwide, and locally. It has made a tremendous difference having a schedule. So the first thing that I would encourage us is that uh, the book of James it says the number one reason why we don't have the support that we're looking for is the Bible says, you have not because you ask not. 
And the sad reality is, a lot of times we want support, but the question is, have you asked those around you to support you in what you're doing? Often, that is the number one thing. Matthew 7, 7 says, Seek and ye shall find. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. So are you, are you asking first? Are you seeking? Because a lot of focus states, what you focus on, you find. So if you're looking for support, you will find support. Instead of waiting for support to come, be proactive and go looking for the support that you crave, that you desire, that you want. Um, and you will find the support that is abundant around you. Never is really our limitations, our circumstances. Man, the circumstances do not shape the man, but the man is shapes his circumstances. Real gospel soldiers, they use their circumstances as instruments to work. So we have to consider if instead of waiting for support to come to us, the first thing we could do is start knocking. Go knock on the door of support. And don't be surprised that when you knock on the door of opportunity, that work opens the door. There's going to be some personal effort on our behalf. So the first thing that I did is I, I sought to get the family in, on board and get the household and let them know, first of all, what are what I believe God was calling me to do and, and how can I speak in terms of, of how would it benefit them. And a lot of times we have these desires and we feel uncomfortable communicating them to those around us, especially those who are closest. And sometimes we think it's wrong. I've heard it also uh, mentioned in Matthew 6, Jesus says that don't let your left hand know what the right hand is doing. So maybe it's wrong to let others know what your goals are, what your intentions, what you desire to have um, in, in life or what you're working towards. But one thing that we could see from the example of Christ is in Amos chapter 3 and verse 7, the Bible says of God that surely Lord God will do nothing except he revealeth his secret to his servants, the prophets. So before God does anything in the future, he first tells it to his servants, to those who would help support or facilitate the proclamation or the communication of this desired outcome in the future or this prophecy that God is predicting, this outcome that would happen. So we could be safe in following the example of Christ. While um, that verse about not letting your left hand know what the right hand is doing is more in the context of giving alms or giving donations or doing these spiritual exercises out in the public saying, hey, look how holy I am. I'm doing the right thing. Everybody over here and trying to bring attention to yourself for the purpose as you read the context is to be seen of men. Because there's nothing wrong with giving alms, there's nothing wrong with praying, there's nothing wrong with fasting. But the, the reason, the thing that Jesus is dealing with is motives. Is what is your motive for communicating to others what your desire is? Is it to be seen or is it to be a blessing, to help support? And let me ask you a question. If you really, if, if God is calling you to do something that is not only going to benefit yourself but others, then why wouldn't you want to communicate to other people what you are working towards? Why wouldn't you want to create the support to go in the direction that God is calling you to do? It is only the right thing to do. As Matthew seven twelve says, do to others as you would have done unto you. If someone is going in a direction and, they, and they're convicted to do something, then 
they have a moral obligation to communicate with others and, and give people another opportunity. It's like heaven. If you're bound to heaven and you're going there, that's like your goal, the goal of every Christian. And the goal of God is to see you, my friend, in heaven for eternity with Him. That is God's goal that you are saved. And if there is a goal, then it is so essential that we declare our goals to others. We communicate where we are going and why we're going there. That way we could, we could solicit the support and the healthy aid and take as many people with us as possible. If that's, our, if that's our outlook on heaven, why don't we apply that same outcome? When you look at heaven, it's a desired outcome in the future. Apply that to any of your desires. Anything that you believe God is calling you to do, this is something that you would it it is essential that we communicate to others they will hold us accountable and one thing that you'll find i believe and that i have found is that people genuinely actually want to help you people care they love you and if you communicate where you're going and why you're going there then people will start to think they'll start praying for you then they'll start thinking hmm i wonder what resource i know who do i know who can help what do i know that can help or they're going throughout the day and then they have a conversation like oh that could help with my friend who just told me what they were trying to do and then you get a phone call be like hey um i just got word that this person is giving this away for free and it sounded like it was what you were looking for um would you be interested i can't tell you how many phone calls I've received like that in ministry because I shared with people where we're going, what we're trying to do before we even knew how it was going to get done. But the resources are attracted to clarity. When you communicate with clearness where you're going and what you're doing, resources of time, of money, of, of resource, of knowledge, of help, of influence, of contacts, all these resources just come because you communicate with others and you let them know. Um, and so I would encourage you to, to seek to get your family on board and see how can they be involved. I find that there's actually a handful of situations. A big lesson I've learned this year is I actually need to sometimes train the people around me how to help me. A lot of people, they want to help, but they don't know how. They don't have the skill set. They haven't been taught how to help. And if they did, they know how to help themselves. But but you're a different individual. You have different likes, desires, ways to communicate. What motivates you is not always what motivates others. So teach people what helps, what can help you. For example, um, going live every day. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. And I, I asked everybody here and I said, hey, you could really help me to go live. Um, and this is something I, I believe I'm called to do, but I'm struggling. I'm struggling to do this by myself. Can you help? And people are like, yeah, I don't mind helping. And they're like, hey, did you go live? Did you go live? I'm like, no, no, no. Let, let, me, let me clarify. Reminding me to go live is not going to help me. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think about recording a video and helping others with these. I'm reminded. That's not what I need. Maybe what, what you could do to help is be specific in what you're asking for is like, well, just remind me of what would be a subject or what would be a topic that has been a blessing to you that you've heard me teach. We have classes here. We have, you hear me preach at church and, and on calls and different things. We do coaching sessions. So you've heard different trainings and frameworks and things. What has been an impact in your life? And if you just remind me of some of these things, then maybe that would help me a lot to give me some, you know, encouragement to be like, yeah, that would be a good topic to share. And, um, and then I realized, you know, sometimes it could help if I had someone else to hit the record button and it didn't have to be me. That would make a big difference. 
So these little things, and some people said, yeah, and some people were like, yeah, okay. And I realized that everybody's willing to help, but they just need to be taught how. And I find the same thing in the work of God. People want to support your cause. People want to support your ministry, your work, your effort, your the, where you're going. But they were never asked. They were never taught how. Many people would be willing to do what you're willing to teach them. So sometimes it... Um, it's important to train those around us. That's really powerful. A third thing that a question I often ask myself is, who do I know that has the same problem that I do? For instance, the, the schedule, the calendar, we got more things to do than we do have time and we're trying to figure out how can we fit this in here and, and make things work so I have time for my health, for my uh, my devotions, my, my family, my, my work, and, and just be able to be well-rounded and, and to succeed in all areas of life and not just so focused in one area that it's unbalanced. And I'm like, who else do I know that is struggling with balance of work and life balance? And, and I'm like, uh, well, everyone. And so I'm like, who can I involve? How can I share with them? Sometimes you might have to, sometimes it's not prominent on their mind and in order to help them to see the value, um, it may not be you teaching them the value. Um, I realize that there's a, something called a third-party presentation tool where if I'm teaching, it's not just me who should teach, but I ask, like, where did I first get that conviction? What Bible study did I use? Or what video did I watch? Or what resource taught me that first sprung that conviction in my heart? And and then like, well, how can I give them that video? Or maybe it was a podcast. Be like, hey, I want you to listen to this too and tell me what you think. And as they listen to that, let someone who's an expert on that subject or whatever, they could explain it like 10 times, 100 times better than you could. They probably taught it many times. So when you could use a third-party tool, and it might even be in the Army of Youth, we've got lots of training that if something has blessed you and you feel convicted by something in this training, then, or in any of our recordings, you can share this resource with those around you and say, and then allow me to speak to them words of faith, of hope, encouragement, and show the reasons to apply these things to your life. And once they see that video, the same thing that brought you conviction, they would be far more inclined to be like, hey, you know, God has been showing me that I should be making this change in life. And you could be like, whoa, me too. God's been showing me the same thing. And in reality, uh, you're able to grow and learn together. So look for fellow pioneers. Look for people who are going in the same direction as you. See who has the goal that you do that you can align yourself with and help and encourage and strengthen one another. It is so essential that we gather the support. My encouragement to you, friend, is don't wait. Ask for help. Work with your family, those who are near to you, and let them know where you're going and why. Don't be afraid to share your goals because it's not wrong to declare where you're going. And, um, and, and sometimes it's going to require some training. It's going to take some support. And lastly, you can use a third-party presentation tool to teach or educate the value of the conviction or decision that you are convicted to do so that it can inspire in others more easily so that they can see the value and want to sign up and join you as well. And when I applied these three, these these different things I listed, it has made a profound impact. Everyone's on board, and there's an incredible thing that happens when every when you got a group of people focused on the same desired outcome in the future. There's no limit to what can take place. God is seeking for this unity to come forth, because 
Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy is deceitful, as Proverbs says. When you have a friend that's able to hold you accountable, when they're able to remind you, it's like, you know, you told me that God was convicting you to do this, and now your actions aren't lining up, and you've given them permission to hold you accountable. Wow, there's no limit to what convictions you could follow through with and the things you could apply in your life when you're not waiting for support, but you choose to create the support that you crave. So if this is something that you're interested in, we at the Army of Youth, we have these weekly squads, these Bible studies support groups that where people come from all over the world to study the Word of God, to, to understand their calling, to find direction from God's Word, and not just to study the Bible, but to learn how to study the Bible. And if you want to come together and find the support you're looking for, to be the support that you desire to have, then I encourage you to join us for our weekly squads. It's only an hour a week. And you could do that by simply going to the website, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash squads. And you can sign up today. Again, go to thearmyofyouth.com forward slash squads. And you can get the support to hold you accountable, to help you, to encourage you, to strengthen you. You don't have to be limited to just the people in your local area. You can embrace virtual support, virtual friends who can assist you from afar. I've been tremendously blessed by the support group that I have found in the Army of Youth squads, in these Bible studies, and it's been incredible. And I would love for you to get the support that you're looking for. So just join us. And I hope to see you soon. If you thought that this video was a blessing, then share it with someone. Who do you know that this could encourage others? Who do you know that's feeling unsupported? Who has a conviction but they don't know how to get there? Who's lacking community? I encourage you, share this video and let them know. And remember, friends, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called.